0: Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.
1: Over. Let's join Bishop Kevin J. Foreman. Take over. Over.
0: over.
1: This is my Bible. Shout it. I am in my land. Hallelujah. If you would remain standing, flip to one scripture, Second Chronicles chapter 31. 2 Chronicles chapter 31. We welcome those on all of our campuses. Again, say, no matter what, I'm not giving up. Ain't nothing worse than a quitter. question is, the thing is, you just need to make sure you don't quit the right thing. Uh, second chronicles 31 verse 20 you got it thus hezekiah did throughout all judah and he did what was good and right and true say good Good. and right and true true. before the lord is god and in every work that he began say everything everything he did check out where he did it though in the service of the house of god And in the law of the commandment to seek his God, he did it with all his heart. Read the next part. So he prospered. Got it. So if you're looking to be blessed, but you have hearted, you're looking for something that ain't coming. If you're looking to prosper, what does prosper mean? To do well, to be made whole, shalom, all these things are synonymous. If you're looking to do well in anything, yet you do it half hearted, you're looking for something you're never getting. Or maybe I'll talk over here because they're saying, all right, more over here. The worst thing you could be looking for is something that's never coming. Now, encourage your neighbor. I'm going to deputize you to speak prophetically to them tonight. Tell them the best is yet to come if you want it. But look at the other one and say, you don't want it, it ain't coming. Father, I pray that you would speak tonight with clarity tonight. Father, I pray that you would take these lips of clay, Father, and speak to them. Do like you always do, Father. I decrease that you might increase, that we might leave not only with information, but we might leave with inspiration, but even greater revelation that spawns transformation in our situation. Father, just be God tonight like you always are. In Jesus' name, somebody say hallelujah. Say this with me. You ain't going to talk to your neighbor about this one. You're going to say this one just for yourself. Say, I am committed without compromise. You you didn't get it, so we're going to say it again. You're going to say it again. We're going to say it again. I am committed without compromise. Hallelujah. You can be seated. I want to jump right into this. We are talking, of course, in this general theme, of the best is yet to come. Say that. Now, I want to say this. I am going to offend lazy status quo believers today. Uh, So if you are lazy or if you are satisfied with the status quo in your life, please forgive me in advance. Matter of fact, you may just want to go to the bathroom and not come back until you hear the music playing. That'll be your cue to come back. Now, watch this. In the last message, which you have to get if you did not get it, uh, we talked about that when we follow our heart or our leb in Hebrew, that there will be shrubs. You follow your heart, you're going to be a shrub. When you follow the word, you're going to be a tree. Now, I just need to check the room. How many bamboo trees do I have in the room? Now, let me just also check out how many shrubs do I have in the room? Where are the shrubs at? OK, great. Just want to see who we're talking to. Now, now it's so funny, it's so funny because I saw this movie on Monday. Y'all know I love movies, and, and so I saw this movie on Monday. Uh, I won't call the name of it for uh, hurting their sales. But the prevailing concept of the movie was just follow your heart, just follow your heart. It's New Year's Eve, just follows your heart, just follows your heart. And it's one of the most inaccurate, I didn't say nothing, one of the most inaccurate concepts ever disseminated was just follow your heart. Say no, that's wrong. I'm supposed to follow the word. Now, I know supposed to is not good English, but you knew what we meant. We're supposed to follow the word. Now, 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 now watch this. Follow your heart sounds great, but it's not Bible. Your heart, the scripture says, is deceitful and wicked. Above what? All things. Which means your heart is a bigger liar than Satan. Your heart has misled more people than the devil has. All right, so so you got to, and what does your heart mean? It means your will and your mind. Okay? Your will and your mind's going to make for a soft behind. I mean, I'm just rhyming tonight. (laughs) Albums dropping this Friday, so I just figured I'd get ready. Now, now, we understood that a bamboo tree is anyone that follows the word of God over their flesh or over their heart or over their will, even when it doesn't feel good. Because many times you're going to have to follow the word when everything around you is suggesting you ought not follow the word. Many times you're going to have to follow the word when it doesn't feel comfortable to follow the word. Matter of fact, you're probably not following the word unless you're uncomfortable. Because what I found out about God is God likes to stretch us. He likes to take us out of our comfort zone. He likes to take us out of the situations and predicaments that we become accustomed to. Because he's the God not of the old level. He's the God of a new level. He says, I take you from faith to faith, from level to level, from glory to glory. But what he did not insert in that particular passage of scripture is that in between each level of faith and each level of glory is hell. Oh, uh, y'all don't want to hear what I'm saying. In between each level, you don't go from order to higher order. You go from order to chaos to higher order. You don't go from glory. What is glory? Goodness. You don't go from one level of God's goodness to another level of God's goodness. You go from one level of God's goodness to trouble and chaos, then another level of God's goodness. Are you still here? Now, Now, watch this. We discovered, depending on what experience you were in, that this bamboo tree was a cold-blooded tree. Now, cold-blooded doesn't literally mean, I, need to, I know I need to translate from where I'm at. That's fine. Cold-blooded doesn't literally mean a cold-blooded tree. There's no such thing as a cold-blooded tree. Trees don't have blood. Now, if you knew that, you're the smartest person in your family. I'm joking. Just being, okay. Trees don't have blood. Cold-blooded means this tree is a bad tree. Not a bad, bad tree. A bad, good tree. You know how you see a shirt, you're like, that's a bad shirt. But where I'm from, we don't say bad, we say cold-blooded. So you walk up to somebody, they got a suit on, you're like, man, that suit is cold-blooded. <laughs> now, I figure if the suit was good, I don't know why it's not warm-blooded, but for whatever reason, we said cold-blooded. So, okay, so you're with me. Now, now, now watch this. The bamboo tree was known for what three traits? It's what? Versatility. It's fast growth and regeneration, which means you can cut some from that tree, and that tree ain't even phased back because it'll get it back. You can take some from that tree, and that tree says, I'm not even worried about that. I'll be able to get that back. And it's known for its strength and its durability. Oh, y'all sound like a good church. Now, we discovered that the best, when we looked a couple of messages ago as we're dealing with this overall theme of the best is yet to come, we discovered that the best is what Jesus came and paid the price for, which is what? Life. And life in Greek is zoe, and it has how many meanings? Four of them, y'all. I tell you, y'all. I tell you, y'all, doing all right. I think I'll go on a little longer. The first thing to life or zoe, not Zoe, zoe is what eternal life. That's a gift. If you've given your life to Jesus Christ, you are entitled to eternal life, which simply means you can never die. You simply uh, go to sleep. Can't kill a Christian. Got it. Now, the second thing was one who was possessed with vitality, uh, which meant the power to endure, uh, which means evidence of your life is not always that things are going great, but even when things are going bad, you're still enduring them. And it's all about how you endure. See, people think patience is waiting. It is not. Patience is what you're doing while you're waiting. So while you're waiting, are you shouting? Are you praising? Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, the third thing we discovered was the absolute fullness of life, both essential and ethical, which means God not only wants me to have what I need, but he wants me to have what's right for me to have. What's right for me to have? Everything he suffered, bled, and died for. He died so I could have life. He died so I could be healthy. He died so I could do well. He died so I don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. Don't let nobody tell you that once you give your life to Christ, you're supposed to live in hell. Why would he save you from hell to then make you live in hell? That's because somebody's been sold a jacked-up, bamboozled gospel. It ain't good news unless it's good news. Don't tell me it's the gospel, but yet it involves all kind of stuff I ain't got to go through. The problem is, is what we got to do is get you in alignment with God. See, if you get on God's side, God will be on your side. You you just missed the equation. You just missed how that worked. If you get on his side, he's going to be on your side. Does your neighbor say get on God's side? Now, 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 now. Then the fourth thing we discovered was that it was being vigorous in your devotion to God. And it summed it up with one word. Let's say it together. Blessed. Now, he came that we may have it. Not that we would have it which means it is an option. When you go and build a custom home or a home from the ground up, uh, they will give you a set of options. Now, watch this. Here's how they get you in the door. They get you in the door because they'll tell you the price of the home is $200,000. And you'll say, what an unbelievable, unbeatable price. Oh, my God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You'll start shouting in your car. What they don't tell you is the options. The options that make the house desirable have a significant cost. That's why Jesus said, I've come that you may have life, but it's got a significant cost to it. Got it? Now, 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 look at this. It's a daily choice. All of Zoe requires action on our part. Now, you know this. I love this. What we believe is found in what we and what we do confirms what we believe so here's the real question why do some people experience zoe and others don't why is it one christian can experience abundant life great things happening shouting favor seeing god move but a person sitting right next to them that's hearing the same thing won't experience it i submit to you there's a couple of reasons. One reason could simply be that they're just not simply in the same day you're in. That's why Jesus said, give us this day our daily bread. We're all on the same date, but we are not all in the same day. Because the day you're in in your life will determine what it is that you need in your experience from God. Did, did, did you get what I just said? Now. It could be that they're just in a different day than you. They're a different stage in life than you. It could be that they've made some choices that they just have to walk out. Some choices can't get fixed overnight. Some choices you got to walk out. One of the great things about God is, yes, he forgives, but he does not also uh, necessarily negate the consequences. Let me give you a very practical example. Uh, God can forgive you uh, for, let's just use something really extreme so you get it, all right? If you were to take someone's life, God can forgive you because he can forgive anybody, can he? Absolutely. But you're going to jail. I just need you to understand that. And if you don't, we're going to be down there picketing and rallying to make sure they get you. I'm just joking. Just joking. But now, but now there's a consequence. You can be forgiven but still have to walk out what you did. So that could be part of it. That could be, And certainly God can intervene and do all kinds of things. But my point is, is that uh, forgiveness does not necessarily mean the negation of uh, the consequences. So then, then the third reason, though, that many people can uh, experience it and others can't is because some people are not committed without compromise. Some people experience abundant life, life, zoe, all four aspects, because they're committed. Say, I am. Committed without compromise. Most people in our culture are committed to non commitment. Anything that requires any kind of commitment. Oh, I just, I, well, you know. No, I don't. And want everybody else and everything else to be committed to them. While I have, half-tail commitment to other people. Most people are committed to non-commitment. In that movie I was watching, that movie I was watching, uh, I'm just telling it to you because you can wait on it. Wait on it. Wait on it. And the there was a fellow in the movie, and the fellow in the movie, he 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 was committed to non-commitment and all this, and so he ends up doing all this situation. In our culture, we have a very non-committal society. And so and so the, the question often becomes, well, then committed. So what should you be committed to? I'm going to answer that question. But we first have to understand that there are some things we should be committed to. And commitment we find in the text is doing it with what? All of our heart. And we know what heart means, all of our mind and all of our will. That's simply commitment. Commitment is doing it with all of my heart and all of my will. Okay? It's not a nonchalant well, if, well, if not approach. That's not commitment. That's committed to noncommittal. Imagine if you went to your doctor and said, Doc, I need you to take care of this. Well, might work, might not. (laughs) Well, listen, Doc. Doc. We, we, and, and when they do tell you, you know what you got to say, well listen, that's wonderful, but I'm gonna get up out of here before you charge me some more money, and I'm gonna go find somebody that can tell me that they can commit to me something. You got to make some kind of commitment. I'm gonna need a 5% improvement or something. Something. Okay, could you go, could you imagine putting money in the bank and, and, and going to the bank and, and saying, okay, I'm making a deposit. They say, well, we may have it when you get back. We might not. And depending on who you invested with a few years ago, that may have been what they told you. That's why you got to always invest in God's economy because the world's economy is always, it's built on debt. So it's always going to crash. Recession's built in. Depression is built in. It's built, it's built on debt. It's built on people having more than they need. So it's built to fail. Economics 101. Now, in this, say I am committed without compromise. So it's not just commitment, but it's also got to be without what? Compromise. Most people compromise on everything because nothing's certain. You Compromise means to relax or to lessen one's standards. <laughs> and when you relax or lessen your standards, you are compromising. So imagine being committed to non-commitment and not standing for anything because you're not even sure on what you should expect. Got it? So it doesn't work that way. Now, say it again, because I want you, you're going to get this, you're going to say this about 17 times. We're on time number seven or something like that. I am, I am committed, committed without, without compromise. compromise. Watch this. Hezekiah, we're going to look at him a little bit tonight. He was so committed that even when his life was scheduled to end in 2 Kings chapter 20, he reminded God about how committed he was to God, and God changed his mind and said, all right, I'm going to give you 15 more years. Imagine being so committed without compromise that God makes a decision, but he looks at your commitment and says, I'll alter that decision for your benefit. See, this is the options package. This is the part of the package that's going to cost you something because commitment without compromise has a price attached to it. There's an old saying, if you won't stand for something, you'll fall for everything. That's why I got folk falling left and right. Why? Because there's no standing for anything. The question becomes, what should one stand for? Now, now, now watch this. H- here's a very powerful saying. I want you to catch it. I want you to catch it. I want it to go over your head or your neighbor's head. If you pay now, it will pay you later. Okay. If you can pay the price for commitment without compromise now, it will pay you later. A lot of people look at people that they would deem to be successful and say, well, this person's successful, this person's successful, and they're successful for X, Y, Z reason. They're receiving, I submit to you, perhaps, conjecture, hypothesis, they're receiving payment for all the years they paid. And you got to be two sticks short or crazy. Couple marbles short. If you think you don't pay now, but you want to get paid later. You ever seen somebody not, not oh, I, oh I, I'm, I'm going to help your neighbor because they deal with this at work. Somebody not participate in a project. But then when the reward's been given out for the project, You're thinking to yourself, where were you when we were doing all that? But it's amazing how quickly you showed up. Watch this. Listen to this saying. If you will live like no one else now, later you will live like no one else. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. If you will live like no one else now, later, you will live like no one else. I borrowed a little bit of that from Dave Ramsey. I added my own embellishment. Therefore, it is mine. If you will live like no one else now, later, you will live like no one else. What does that mean? There's some things I'm going to have to pay up front, which means I, I may have to adjust my lifestyle. I may have to, and we're going to talk about the price and what the price is. There's some price I have to pay. But if I pay that price now, later, I'll be enjoying what everybody else that wasn't willing to pay that price cannot enjoy. Wouldn't it be a shame for you to get to the end of your life and realize you didn't pay enough on the front end? And even if you are in that situation, I got good news for you. God says I'll restore to you the years. So that means hope ain't lost. Don't somebody say hope's not lost. Hope not lost. Now, 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 now. Hezekiah, listen to what his name means. Y'all stupid with me? His name means presumption of strength and courage. Presumption, which means God was saying with his name, Hezekiah, I just expect you To have strength and courage. Have you ever hit a situation and you felt like, God, this is tough. This is hard. How am I supposed to do this? God says, I presumed that when I was forming you, that you would have strength and that you would have courage. It was my presumption. Not assumption, it was my presumption, Presump. I had information about the situation beforehand, pre, that allowed me to come up with a supposition that suggested you'd have the strength and the courage to get it done. Now, look at your neighbor, ask him a question, are you a goer? Now, 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 what's a (laughs) goer? Like, well, I'm not, Is that Hebrew? What is that Hebrew for? A goer is somebody that looks at tough circumstances and looks at tough situations and is like Hezekiah. Evidently, if it's in front of me, I've got the necessary strength and I've got the necessary courage to handle it. He wouldn't have brought it to me if he didn't intend for me to get through this thing. Now, now, now look at this The question becomes, what should I be committed without compromise to? Look at verse 21 in the passage we looked at. And in every work that he began. In the service of the house of God. In the law and in the commandment to seek his God, he did it with all his heart. And we understand with all his heart meant he was committed without what? compromise. Now, now watch this. There's two things that you should be committed without compromise to. You ready? Number one, serving the Lord with excellence. Not just serving him anyway, serving him with excellence. God shouldn't get a step below what you give everybody else. And then what's the second thing? You ready for it? Everything else with excellence. Number one, serving the Lord with excellence. The second thing you should be committed without compromise to is everything else with excellence. Which means if you find yourself flipping burgers, you should be the most excellent burger flipper there is. Because what you don't understand is God is auditioning you for what you really want. But if you don't handle the audition well, don't ever live life let me say it like this, a best way, the best way to live life is a realization that God is always watching. That really simple, right? But now, if I understand God's always watching, it doesn't matter if nobody else didn't see me. Because he's still watching. Watch this. And the trouble you're in today is an audition for your promise tomorrow. God, I wish I had somebody. The hell you're facing today is an audition for your promise tomorrow. That's why when the spies, can I preach for just a moment? That's why when the spies went into the land, God said to them, now what is your report? And 10 of them had a negative report. They thought that report was only about that situation. They didn't understand what they said about that was an audition for that. You're not hearing what I'm saying, and God says if you don't handle this well, don't you crack under the pressure of this? Because if you don't handle this well, what you're expecting ain't coming. Amen. Ten of them said, "Well, this isn't." Is, God says you don't even get it. This isn't an. This I ain't even talking about this. I'm 15 steps down the road, but your negative, nasty. Sour puss attitude, that's what's got you messed up. So we ain't even talking about this no more because you couldn't handle this. Are you still with me? Now, so, so what things should we be committed without compromise to? Serving the Lord with excellence and what? Everything else. Now, what do you mean everything else? Whatever your current circumstances present, you should do the best with what you have. It's not always being dealt the best hand. It's sometimes knowing how to play a bad hand well. I'll say it again for all the gamblers. It's not always, just joking, just joking. It's not always being dealt the best hand, but it's about your ability to take a bad hand and play it well. Which means if your current circumstances find you eat Roman noodles, you take those Roman noodles. And don't be saying you can eat them on the fast. You cannot eat no Roman noodles on the 21-day Daniel fast. The Lord just reminded me about that. Somebody was spreading something. You can eat Roman noodles on the Daniel fast. You cannot eat no Roman noodles on the no Daniel fast. Back to the message. <laughs> I just thought about that. Just, just, the Lord quickened my spirit. Amen. Now, uh, what was I saying? <laughs> if all you got is the Roman noodles. I'm just testing y'all. See, I was testing. To get, test for the moment. If that's what the current circumstances of your life present, are you sitting up wishing you had steak or enjoying the noodles? You missed it. Are you wishing for something else, or are you maximizing where you're at? No, 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 you're not here. If your current circumstances put you on the bus, praise God that there is a bus system. Why are you sitting up here? This thing is five minutes That You better be glad, because you could have walked, could have got you a bike and biked the whole way. Got you a scooter, and scooted. Are you celebrating that? Or are you so busy wishing it was something else? While you're working the job you're on, are you maximizing that? Or are you sitting up here? I can't wait until. Well, let, let me just tell you. Keep on waiting. Because here's the deal. Here's the deal. If God can't trust you with this, the scripture says it's going to be difficult for him to trust you with that. Do you follow the principle? Right. So here's the price. Here's the price to pay if you want to be committed without compromise. And what does that simply mean? Whatever circumstances your life finds you in, you maximize them. You make the best out of it. You take lemons, and I've said this several times over the last few weeks. You don't just make no lemonade. That's the most crazy thing i ever heard. Just make some lemonade. Which means I'm going to take what you gave me and and, and not get nothing from it. That's one glass. (laughs) You must not know about me. You give me some lemons, (laughs) I'm going to find me some sugar at a discount rate so I can get it bulk. Find somebody with a Costco or Sam's membership. See, I'm trying to help you maximize where you're at. Because until you maximize this, find me some sugar. Then I'm going to get a terms account with Deep Rock. But I need a terms account. So that way I got 30 days to get some profit in. Okay, yeah, is, this, is this too? I'm just trying to be real practical about it. Give me a terms account, so now I got a water supply. got somebody with a good account over at Sam's or the Costco, so now I got me some bulk sugar, and I got them lemons Life gave me. So now what I'm going to do is find me somebody that likes to go to Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever, and I'm going to figure out a way to get me a stand. And if I can't have a stand built, I'm going to figure out how to work a deal to get me a stand that defers the payments for the first three months, so I got some time. I'm just trying to make it practical. You don't get what you pay for; you get what you negotiate. Okay, that, that's maybe too, a little too much, huh? So, so then once, once out, once either I have it built or or I'm, I'm able to get an existing one, and I got three months of deferred payments on it. I got 30 days for I have to pay for my water, and I got that sugar from that Good Sam's or Costco account. Got it. And I got them lemons life gave me. Now, what I'm going to do is maximize everything up out of them lemons. You understand? And I'm going to have the best lemonade that you never experienced in your life. You'll drink my lemonade and you think, my God, he was made to make lemonade. (laughs) See, when you go through stuff, you got to make it look easy. Stop letting the devil see you sweat. Stop letting your enemy see you sweat. When you go through stuff, just make it look easy. Make it look like, I knew them lemons was coming the whole time. That's what the bamboo tree, the bamboo tree says, son, I knew you were coming the whole time. So I started. Knew you was coming. Are you still here? Okay, so let me finish. I have three minutes. Let me finish. What's the price of commitment? Say the price of commitment. Without compromise. Now, Hezekiah, when he became king, he became king approximately at the age of 25, and he he reigned for some time. His father, and we'll talk about his father in just a little bit, he was perhaps reigned duly with his father for a period of time. We don't know for certain. But he had a primary task of returning the children of Israel back to God. He had a primary task of returning God's people back to him because the, the, the kingdom had gotten crazy everything was out of whack and out of control. So here's the price. You ready? There's there's six things you got to pay. You ready? First thing is a change of lifestyle. Change of lifestyle. Hezekiah couldn't live in the dysfunction of the generations before him. His father's name was Ahaz. And uh, what Ahaz means is God was once with, or God once hell. Uh, uh, his father is said to have given up himself to a life of wickedness, and he introduced a lot of pagan and idolatrous things within the camp, just simply meaning he turned people from God to crazy things. And he had ignored the warnings of the prophets, Isaiah, and others. And so now when Hezekiah comes on the scene, all he's seen, watch this, is the dysfunction of a man who God used to be with. All he saw was the dysfunction of Ahaz. And as he sees the dysfunction of Ahaz, his commitment without compromise, because the prophets are very clear. If you're like him, God's taking you up out of here, bud. You're out of here. You're out. You're going. Got to go. Got to go. Because God, watch this. God said, I'm not dealing with this no more. See, so God had gotten to the threshold of where grace had been breached. And so God says, listen, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing this no more. So Hezekiah, listen, I'm not having what I just got from him. I'm not, not, I'm not dealing with that. So now what you're going to have to do is change your lifestyle. Okay? So what about your lifestyle suggests you want the best? Best is yet to come. But what about your lifestyle suggests you want the best? Single folk, it, it, listen, you can't say you want the best. When you constantly accept the rest. You're just lying. And you're just saying good church stuff so you feel good. But listen, let me just just get real. Can we get real? I'm working on a message. I'm really vacillating about whether or not to do it called Church Unplugged. Where I just kind of just, you know, just give it to you. Extra straight. I'm working on it. Y'all say yes and then and then I preach and then you but I just don't know if I'm gonna go back. No I just he didn't have to say it like that. I just you know what did you, so I already know how people do, so I, that's why I'm vacillating. Everybody everybody said, just tell me the truth, you tell them the truth, but I just you know the Lord. <laughs> Lord ain't got nothing to do with what I just said. What about your lifestyle suggests that you are expecting the best to come? Are you on time? you keep your word when you don't keep your word do you do you communicate when you what about your lifestyle suggests the best is yet to come sometimes i don't want to be a corporate executive do you dress like one do you talk like one do you deal with people like one or when every time god gives you a management opportunity you you mess it up because you want to be buds this, I'm, I'm just trying to make it practical for you. I want to make it so pragmatic that you'll you, you, you be able to get it. Change the lifestyle. That's the price for being committed without compromise. It costs you a change of lifestyle. You can't live like the generations in your bloodline before you. God says, I won't take it. I won't tolerate it. I won't have it. Either you're going to be better or I'll skip you and go to your kids. And they don't want to do it, I'll skip them and go to their kids. they don't want to do it, I'll skip your whole bloodline and go to somebody else. That's what he did with the children of Israel. God says, listen, oh, you wanted to sit up here and complain, and I brought you out here to die? How you going to do me like that? I, I could only imagine if God for a moment had a man moment. And for just a moment, he stepped into humanity. For just a moment, he did not. But I just sometimes wonder what it would be like if God looks at the children of Israel and they sit here complaining. He's brought them through the Red Sea on dry land. Now, there was a sea from a moment before, which meant there would be depths of um, inches and inches, perhaps feet of mud that they'd have to walk through. God says, I'm so good. Not only am I going to open the walls and split the sea, but I'm going to try to land so you ain't got to get new shoes. I'm so good, I was thinking about stuff you wasn't even thinking about. You were just trying to get rid of Pharaoh. I wanted to make sure when you got after Pharaoh that you still had some good shoes on your feet. And you're going to sit up here and complain to me about you ain't got nothing to eat after you just saw me do that Fine, Manna. Angel food. I'm going to let you eat what they eat. Here it is. Every morning, it's there for you. Can't leave it over the day because I'm giving you this day your daily bread. I don't want you to become a hoarder. I don't need you to become a reservoir. I need you to be a river. Got some bread. That's all the bread he's going to give us. But <laughs> well, what about some meat? Then God says, oh, so now you want to complain about meat? Fine. I'm going to give you so much meat that it's going to burst out of you when you eat it. And some of you going to eat so much, you're going to die but I bet you won't be asking me for no more meat. Now, this is if God was having a man moment. This is if he was having a man moment. Well, this is nice. He brought us some meat, but ain't no water. Moses, you better get your people. This is the street version of the Bible. You better get there, man, because let me tell you, they got one more time. One more time, one more again, one, one more again. I'm gonna kill them all and start over. I ain't running out of time. I'm Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end. I say when it's going to end. You want some water? Fine. Moses, go, hit, uh, go speak to this rock, rather. Go speak to the rock. I'm gonna give you some water. Moses is so mad at them because all their complaining. See, you gotta be careful about your complaining. Because you don't, you don't know what, what it's affecting. Moses was so mad at them for their complaining. He goes, he's supposed to speak to the rock. The rock is Jesus. He doesn't speak to the rock. He hits the rock. Now the rock is God. God says, imagine his man moment. Water, bread, meat, your clothes didn't wear out, your shoes didn't wear out, and then you going to go off and hit me like that? i tell you what, Moses, since you let these people, and they're complaining, be louder than me, you ain't going. And so what did God say? What did God eventually do with the children of Israel? He eventually said to them, "Listen, all your complaining and all that—you're uh, you, going to do exactly like you said. You're going to die in the wilderness. You, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right about it. And I'm going to just—all your kids who you said I was—they were going to die, never going to have nothing. And how did they? They're going to inherit what you're supposed to get. Sad part about it is that even when the kids got it, they couldn't keep it because they weren't willing to change their lifestyle, and instead they chose to operate in generational curses." Second thing, I gotta move. I'm over time. Loneliness. Part of the price of commitment will be the perception of the feeling of loneliness. Now, what do you mean? What do you mean lonely? Lo- lonely. Lonely in this sense. When Hezekiah stepped out in obedience to reform Judah and reform the nation, rather, when he did that, at first nobody else was really happy for that because there had been years of chaos. So when somebody watched this came and brought order, they got a problem with Hezekiah. Because Hezekiah is trying to bring order to their disorder. It's just like how some people come up and harvest and say, I've never heard the word like that. I've never got the word like that. But then when God tries to bring a little order through the word in their life. Huh, where y'all at? Look. The word trying to bring order. Why? Because when you get on God's side, God's going to be on your side. Don't be afraid to walk on a little water. That's the lonely part only lonely at first. And it, it's only the perception of that feeling. When Peter got out on water, nobody else was willing to go do that. Didn't nobody even even, even talk to the ghost. Remember the story? Ghost walking on the water and Peter's the only one. Y'all, I'm the only one to see this ghost walking in the <laughs> middle of the sea. <laughs> water walkers often have to walk it by themselves. Don't be afraid to walk on a little water. Notice notice the emphasis on the word the water. Why? God presumes you have strength and courage. Third thing, criticism. Hezekiah had a lot of criticism from status quo people. So here's the question. Here's the price for commitment without compromise. Is your skin tough enough? And it don't have to be abrasive skin. You know, it's all rough and could use a little lotion, a little loofah. But it does need to be strong enough to where it's not deterred by a little criticism. What is criticism? Criticism is a person giving their opinion in a negative light. You can't be afraid of a little criticism. Here's what you do with criticism. You chew meat, you spit bone. Everybody that has something to say that you don't like ain't a hater. Because some of what they're telling you is the truth. Well, it got real quiet right there. Everybody that say, well, you know he ain't no good for you. You just hating on my You don't want me to be. No. Okay, they try to tell you something, but you sitting up there with your, okay. Everybody just says something you don't like in the hater. So what you do with criticism? You chew meat, you spit bone. You just don't have to let them know what parts you're chewing and what parts you're spitting. Say, so, oh, oh, okay. And sometimes, you know, you gotta I came up with a move, it's a dance move in my new workout video coming out there. <laughs> got a lot of projects in the of projects. It's the blessing step. Sometimes you gotta people got a lot of stuff to say. Sometimes they say, Oh, okay. All right. And you want me to do something about that? I, I don't I don't I don't really understand what your point is. So no, I, you want to get people, and they, they really think they're just you know, and they and you looking at them like, what are you, you know, talking about? You're okay, okay, just oh, okay. <laughs> Anime Bullock talk 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 talk, talk me now. Oh, okay. What, what exactly would you like me to do about that? I, I don't understand what your point is. Okay, every voice isn't valuable. Okay, I got to move. I'm out of time. Every voice is not valuable. Fourth thing you got to pay hard work and money. The king gave up, King Hezekiah gave up time, he gave up energy, and he gave up money to reach his desired end. What are you sacrificing? And here's how you know it's a sacrifice it hurts, it's uncomfortable. What are you sacrificing? Because that's the price to be committed without compromise. Here's the fifth thing there's only one more daily discipline. Daily discipline. Daily discipline. I'm going to say it again. Daily discipline. Discipline. Disciple. Hezekiah had to instill a daily regimen to bring about reform. Is your daily regimen in pursuit of the best? Is what you do every day in pursuit of the best, or is it in line right with where you're at? What are you doing daily that's in pursuit of Zoe? What are you doing daily? Well, on Tuesday. I'm not talking about Tuesday. What we're talking about is today. You know, last Thursday, that, that's wonderful. We ain't talking about that. What we're talking about is today. What did you do today that said, I'm in pursuit of Zoe? I'm in pursuit of the best. See, the quality of questions you ask determine the quality of life you live. What in your daily regimen says, I'm in pursuit of the best? And finally, here's the, here, here's the one. and We're going to shout off this one. Y'all ready? Constant pressure. Uh, if if you cook in, the, I know we have a new a new style of way for cook stuff today, but you know where I come from, there's there's a way you cook uh, greens and things. And what kind of cooker did you use? Pressure cooker. Because that pressure cooker, somehow, some way, not only could it get it cooked more expeditiously than the traditional way. But it had a different flavor on it. I don't know if the little... did it. I don't know what did it. But somehow it had a different flavor. Now watch this. Pressure is what defines champions. Muhammad Ali said, I hated every minute of my training. But when I was the champ... (laughs) I'm paraphrasing. It didn't really matter that much. The pressure you got to face in life while you're in that pressure, it may not feel good. You may hate it because it's, it's shaking on you. So, 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 But watch this. Hezekiah had to endure pressure, and his pressure came from the potential of failure. Hezekiah, Hezekiah he's the king. All eyes are on him. This is more than just being a head of household, whether you're a husband leading a family or you're a single parent leading a family or or, or whatever. This is more than that. He's got millions of people with all eyes on him. And his only point of reference was a man God used to be with. I'm trying to help somebody. His only point of reference is a man that was lascivious and a man that that was worshiping idols and a pagan. His only point of reference is dysfunction. So now he's got this pressure because he's got to stay so close to God because if he gets too far from God, he's going to miss an instruction and he don't have enough knowledge on his own to do it. Are you here? This man has to deal with what if I fail? What if it doesn't work? What if this doesn't happen? What, what, if they, what if they don't turn back to God? What what if this? What if this? What is this? What is this? That's why the scripture says pray for your leaders because everybody says, well, if I was this, I would do that. You don't know what you do because you don't know what they know. But if I was bishop, baby, you ain't. And I tell you, you want to swap seats? Come on. Let's do it. If I was the president. You don't know what he knows. You don't know what you done. You beat them, walked up in Congress one day and just lost it. They have to do a special episode of Snap. Just for, I'm not taking this no more. Oh, y'all ain't going to vote? I bet you're going to vote now. Vote now. Just, you don't know what you do. Filibuster that. I busted you. <laughs> Say pressure. If you can't stand the heat, watch this. Don't get out the kitchen. You get out the kitchen, I got to tell you a secret. You're going to have to go back to the kitchen. If you can't stand the heat, don't get out the kitchen. Turn on that air conditioner. What's that? Lord, I thank you. What's that? Lord, I bless you. I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continue. I ain't getting about this kitchen. If you can't stand the heat, turn on that air conditioner. And stay yourself flat-footed in that kitchen. Because if you can pass this. God, I wish I had some faith in this place. If you can handle this, God says, I promise I'm going to give you that. And if you believe that, you ought to give God the biggest praise in here. Touch your neighbor. Say, don't you get out that kitchen. Don't you get out that kitchen. Everybody stand up with me. (laughs) Woo! pressure on every side pressure pressure pushes out what's really in you when you crush the olive oil or excuse me the olive I don't think the olive knew the whole time that there was oil in it and that that oil would be more valuable than the olive itself you missed it Olive oil, perhaps one of the most expensive oils you can purchase. You can go buy some olives pretty cheap. What comes out of the olive is more expensive than the olive itself. Hear me. What's coming out of you, I wish I had some faith, what's coming out of you, God says, is far more expensive and valuable Than all of what you got to deal with right here. Did you hear what I said to you? Father, you hear me. You always hear me. I thank you that you would seal this word for us, that we would see the best, but we'd see it because we're committed without compromise. Give us the grace we need to pay the price. Everybody don't pay. That's why everybody doesn't have life. But I declare as I stand in this pulpit that every harvester is going to experience life. I speak it in the name of Jesus. Zoe is yours. And you have the grace to pay the price. I said it's yours. And you have the grace to pay the price when the pressure feels like it's going to crush you. You realize, wait a minute, 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 wait a minute. God presumed I had strength and courage to handle this. (laughs) When you feel like pulling your hair out or, or shaving it off, whatever, you remind yourself, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm versatile. I can regenerate fast <laughs> and I'm durable and strong. Speak God's grace into your life. said I speak God's grace into your life. father, we ask you for a fresh outpour of your grace. Grace is what gives us the super to our natural because there's some stuff we're facing that we need a supernatural move. And so if we do it on our own, we only got one part of it. But, God, if you'll give us grace, we'll have a supernatural. I said grace on your life tonight. With a head bowed nice eyes closed, if you don't know Jesus, first thing you got to get committed to is him. And wherever you're at, whatever campus you're at, it's your opportunity to come to Christ. Number two, maybe you were walking with the Lord, but you got uncommitted and began to compromise, and you need to recommit and begin the process no longer compromising. Tonight, in this opportunity, this moment today is your opportunity to come to Christ. I said it's your opportunity to come to Christ. Maybe you're watching this on the podcast on the internet campus or another meme and you're watching this and, 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 and God's speaking to your heart. That's the Holy Spirit drawing you to him. Scripture says no man comes to the Lord except the Spirit draw him. God's drawing you to him right now. I said he's drawing you to him right now. And with your heads bowed and eyes closed, if you need to become a believer, rededicate yourself. This is your moment to do it. And on the count of three, I want you to throw your hand up. We're going to put something in your hand. And when you do that, we're going to go crazy and shout for you because that's what they're doing in heaven. Let's do it. One, two, three. If that's you, throw that hand up. Hallelujah. 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 I said we're going crazy and we're shouting and we're celebrating. Hallelujah. Let's say, Lord, thank you. I'm committed without compromise i know know. the best is coming in my life i've got fresh grace operating in my life that's your super to my natural ability thank you for giving me the grace to pay the price in jesus
0: name you ought to just celebrate the lord over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Okay, round 2. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. <laughs>